Hello, everyone, and welcome to the weekly update. Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Product Strategy. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our first item for this week, Google has continued to roll out new attributes in Google My Business that are related to COVID-19. Uh, this has been happening on a pretty regular basis over the past several months. Recently, the company uh, un- unveiled some attributes related to health and safety practices for local businesses, uh, things like mask required or staff gets temperature checks, uh, staff wears masks, and so on. Um, it was noticed last week on Twitter that there are a couple more health and safety attributes that are showing up in many accounts. These include safety dividers at checkout and also staff required to disinfect surfaces between visits. So these uh, attributes both relate to sanitary conditions in high traffic areas in the store. Presumably Google saw some demand for information about those items. And so they've added those attributes to many GMB accounts. Uh, they, should be, they should be available uh, right away to be set uh, by businesses. The official Google My Business account on Twitter posted last week that retailers are now eligible to provide a place and order link in their GMB profiles. Google's updated help page on local business links points out that businesses can now add two types of links in addition to the primary business website. The first type, which includes menus, COVID-19 information, and online services, allows the businesses to post a single URL. The second type, which Google terms place action links, allows for up to 10 URLs per category and includes book an appointment, make a reservation, place a food order, and place a shopping order. Next, we have a new study from WhiteSpark, who uh, has uh, studied about 800,000 profiles on Google My Business across 70 categories and 100 cities. They were looking primarily at uh, feature adoption and uh, in particular adoption of Google posts, questions and answers, products lists, and reviews. The, the study finds that um, uh, uh, 96% of businesses are not actively using Google posts. 72% have never used the feature. Uh, 70% of businesses, businesses do not have questions and answers in their listings, meaning 30% do have that kind of content. Uh, the, they say thousands of businesses have left questions unanswered in Google Q&A. Only 49% of businesses overall in the set that they studied have claimed their GMB listing, meaning 51% have claimed their listing. Uh, unclaimed listings don't perform very well when it comes to reviews. So unclaimed listings are three times more likely to have either no reviews or very low ratings. The majority of businesses have less than 10 reviews overall. Uh, 62% have zero to 10 reviews, uh, which is a pretty surprisingly small number of reviews. Um, Only 11% have more than 100 reviews. And only 4% of businesses are using the products tab in Google My Business to display featured products. And there are a few other interesting takeaways from the study. If you'd like to visit the Monday Memo post, you can link through to WhiteSpark's study and read more about it there. 
noting that searches for how to vote in the United States are now higher than ever before. Google has rolled out some new features to make it easier for U.S. citizens to find voting information. Google Maps will now redirect users who search for voting locations to Google Search, where the user can enter in the street address and view options based on voting preference. In addition, Google will soon add support for Google Assistant for the query, Hey Google, where do I vote? The query will now be supported on smartphones, smart displays, and smart speakers, and will also provide results similar to those now available in Search. Information provided by Google is sourced from the Google Voting Information Project, which is linked from our blog. Next, it's been noted by uh, various people in the local SEO community that Google's uh, display of wait times, uh, particularly at restaurants, has been highly inaccurate lately. Uh, It appears that the changing consumer visitation patterns during the pandemic have had an effect on Google's algorithm that estimates what the wait time will be at a restaurant. Uh, And so many restaurants are reporting wait times of 45 minutes, maybe an hour or two hours, when in fact they don't have a wait time at all because very few people are visiting the restaurant. So Google has issued um, an announcement, actually a kind of a post explaining a few updates, but one of the uh, quotes within that announcement seems to uh, relate to this uh, um, problem with uh, wait time data. So Google says, uh, with social distancing measures established and businesses adjusting hours or even closing temporarily due to COVID-19, our historical data was no longer as reliable in predicting what current conditions would be, they say. And so uh, they the, the announcement goes on to state that Google is going to be favoring more recent data from the previous four to six weeks and actually moving more and more into real-time information about how crowded um, a particular business is. So uh, they're they're actually starting to publish, uh, in some cases, live uh, what they call busyness information. Uh, and in fact, they're, they're getting that information more and more uh, for more businesses. Uh, Google reports that since June of this year, Global coverage of live busyness information has increased by five times. Uh, And now Google has begun displaying busyness information right in Google Maps in the area under the map pin where there's you see the business name and then sometimes there's a, um, a small text excerpt. We've seen this before. For instance, with the temporary close flag or with uh, items like curbside pickup that were showing up directly in maps in a screenshot that you can see in the Monday memo, uh, there are three map pins, one's for Sephora, which has the note not busy. There's another for a business called Flores, which says busier than usual. And then for Starbucks, the note says as busy as it gets. So Google is apparently experimenting with this live busyness data. Um, in order to give people real-time information about how crowded a store uh, has uh, is at this uh, present moment. Google is calling local businesses using the AI-driven technology known as Duplex, the same technology that powered the now-shuttered CallJoy offering that was designed to help businesses field phone calls from customers. Now Google is using Duplex technology to keep local business information fresh. According to Google, Duplex conversational technology is now calling businesses to automatically update the business listings on search and maps with modified store hours and details like no contact delivery and takeout. 
Google said, we began using Duplex to automatically update business listing information and add it to search and maps at scale in the US last year. They went on to say that means that business owners don't have to worry about manually updating these details and potential customers get access to the most accurate information. When the pandemic started, we expanded business updates to eight countries and have since made over 3 million updates to businesses like pharmacies, restaurants, and grocery stores that have seen over 20 billion times in maps and search. Finally this week, we have news from Google about BERT, the natural language processing model that Google announced recently, uh, last year, I believe, that it was uh, using to um, provide more relevant search results for about 10% of queries. These are the queries that Google believes it has not seen before and therefore needs help in order to derive uh, relevant search results. Well, what Google has now announced is that BERT is actually at play in just about every query in the English language. So um, there's been a very quick growth. It's uh, only about a year uh, that BERT has been sort of in action with Google. And uh, now the company is saying that just about every English language Google query involves this natural language model in some way. And so um, as uh, Barry Schwartz reminds us in his write-up, uh, BERT is not something that SEOs can optimize for. It's really just about uh, improving the relevancy of search results based on a better understanding of their content. Uh, in the examples that Google provided last year, they were showing that um, uh, BERT does a better job of understanding more nuanced types of queries that previously Google had uh, sometimes misinterpreted. So really what this ultimately means, uh, or it should mean, is that Google is doing a progr you know, progressively better and better job of uh, matching the intent, the actual intent of the query with the uh, content of web pages and therefore delivering better results to searchers. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update from your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rollison, and we'll see you next time on the weekly update.